0: Hello, hello all, and uh, welcome to episode 62 of the Late Life Career Change podcast. I am Phil Swallow. Welcome. Uh, So today it is Wednesday the 24th of March, my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday, Hannah. And tomorrow uh, it's a four-year anniversary since my dad sadly passed away. And what I would like to do is to... It's a bit of a different subject matter, I guess, this week. And I would like to bring you back to some stuff that I talked about round about Christmas time um, when I've been doing some work on the DNA and the ancestry, you know, the kind of family tree thing that we, uh, a number of us, have, have sort of taken to in recent times. And there were some findings in my one. Um, and I have to say, it's been quite tough working this through in my head. And I will explain all when I come to the story. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, one of those things where there's the initial shock, the initial wow, and then you absorb and then you realise that actually, <laughs> because of many factors, what what can we do about it now? So without further ado, or um, starting, I guess, with a bit of background. So my dad actually did some family tree work in the early 80s, and that was triggered by my cousin who'd done some manual work. Of course, this is pre-internet. This is, you know, you, you look up parish records and you go on trips and you request copies of information and public records office and all that good stuff. And so dad liaised and he found out all sorts of interesting information on the Swallow family line. And, uh, you know, I guess things just take over, don't they? And you you don't always get an opportunity to, uh, to finish what you started. And through the wonders of DNA, um, well, Sue did one first, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe. And she had all sorts of findings on her following her DNA trail, because it's very clever the way it does it, you know, working out your profile as to what parts of the world your DNA makeup comes from. And then, you know, you can sort of establish links and ancestry links and that. It's very clever. Mm -hmm. So prompted by Sue's, I decided to do mine. And um, I, I, you know, at this time, I don't think there were any other family connections that I knew of that had done their DNA test. And I found that one thing that still to this day stands out is Germanic Europe, 11%. Um, but most of it is kind of European, and there's always some Scandinavian involvement uh, through the Vikings, I guess. And um, bringing this back to Lake, so I, one of the one of the things that stood out was that there was this cousin that I knew nothing about, and it was a very high DNA match. So you know the way it works out is the, the most DNA you're going to have is you know, through your, your parent line, and then it kind of splits, 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 roughly. I mean, I'm I'm broad brushing this, but uh, that's broadly, broadly what it is. No idea. I mean, I I dug and dug and dug. Um, the person was located in, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give out loads of personal information here, but in the county of Kent, and we did have uh, uh, one of my dad's sisters who's lived down there probably most of her life. Uh, didn't know if there was anything there. I mean, I must admit, I I struggle a bit sometimes getting my head around some of this stuff, um, the whole lineage bit, but I guess I'm now a bit wiser. So, didn't think too much of it. Um, And then what happened is that this person did some more DNA testing within their family link, and other cousin linkages came up as well. Um. And again, I feel a bit thick sometimes with these things until the penny actually drops. But what we did was we got together uh, online and we sort of shared information. But there was one really quite telltale piece. So one of my new cousin relations, second cousin, um, they'd seen from from our liaising online, they'd seen that uh, I had my headshot on my profile. So... What he did was took a a kind of expanded copy of that, showed it to his mum. And uh, her words were, God, don't I look like your granddad? Head features and shape and all (laughs) that sort of stuff. And it was from that point that we started to join the dots more. And through elimination, digging and also which was really powerful sharing photos uh, it turns out that the father that my dad thought he had wasn't his father so pause to let that sink in because uh, I've certainly been doing that so a bit of history about my dad's father William so he passed away uh, early 1957. In fact, my mum rarely knew oh, rarely him, l- knew him little. Um, they never really kind of formed a relationship. Mum and Dad got married in June 1957. A little video of that on my YouTube channel. And yeah, so she never really knew him. And, um, and you know, the picture pictures that I'd seen, I couldn't really see too much of a family resemblance. Didn't think much of it. You know, it's often like that. I mean, my dad did look like, my nan who I knew well she passed away in 1980-81 time and so obviously we've got this this visual recollection and then this kind of non-visual re- uh, connection between the I'm looking at the picture there and you know you can dig out quite a few records to to be able to understand a bit more about your family tree but they're obviously still going to be blanks you know I mean the census is only released every ten years. And I think there's a delay for the for the 1921 this year, probably through COVID. And um so we you know we had some information to go on but but not a lot. And it would appear through the powers of DNA and being strengthened by each kind of set of results that's come through. My sister's done one recently and that kind of confirms this DNA linkage via my dad's kind of newly found line. Um But yeah, so it's, you know, I'm assuming dad's three sisters were all via his father, William, um, but dad was fathered by somebody else. And, um, I believe he never knew this. Uh, I mean, we, you know, DNA is certainly the kind of public access and availability of it now that we're doing via these tests. You know, we, we know a bit more now, um, and I think, you know, if Dab was able to, at the time, he possibly would have discovered it back in the early 80s when he was doing his own family tree analysis. Uh, you know, but we didn't have that opportunity and we haven't got any of Dad's DNA. But you can kind of work around it, you know, you can join the dots through for, for what you have. Um, and so in some ways, you know, it's sad. In some ways, it's probably good that he didn't know. Um but you know, the mystery of how all this happened. So, I mean, my name is a wonderful person. Um, and dad really looks after her. I mean, towards her last couple of years of life, she did move down to Kent with this other, other sister. Um, and therein lies another bit of a... a not, it's not a mystery, it's actually, it confirms the story. So, this sister that uh, moved away was somewhat estranged. I mean, I think there were some... family squabbles sometimes. Uh, Dad was involved in those and Dad was a very peaceful man but it would take a lot to rile him but, you know, there were some things that happened like that. And this other member of the family who'd done the family tree analysis, hope you're keeping up, so back in the early 80s Dad's doing it and this cousin of mine is doing it. Now obviously second cousin or half cousin or or whatever. Again, I'm, I'm the worst at actually putting some of this stuff together but I trust all this what I'm telling you today. And she said, oh, do you know what? She said, I remember a conversation when I was doing the digging. She said, I had a conversation with this person, this other relative. And she said, um, you know, there was a a regular visitor to the house, you know, around the time before Ron was born, don't you? And that she didn't. But, of course, when I shared this information that we found out at Christmas this year, or last year, about this, it, it all kind of went ding and... Um, she Said yeah, there was and uh, and an, I don't know. We'll never know, probably, unless there were letters di- letters discovered anywhere. But I don't think there are. You know, maybe that might have been part of what the the kind of strained relationship part of that fa- of the family was. That the the sister based in Kent knew stuff, and she might have goaded, but actually she was she was being truthful because she knew stuff. Now whether she could prove it, who knows? I mean. <laughs> The other bit of, I suppose, is is quite shocking in a way. So, when my dad um, was conce- conceived, um, that's a bit of a nervous laugh. But anyway. uh, so when he, it, it, the the his father at the time was probably late teens, nineteen. My nan was nearer forty. We have no idea. I mean, there may have been a connection with the industry, though, both in the rag trade, we believe, or we know. And that might be why or how they got together. But, you know, Dad was the youngest of four, so three sisters, all sort of spread out over the years. And um, who knows? I mean, I, I think, you know, my, my dad's father, William, as he knew him, um, stepfather now, uh, he he had a lot of health issues and it it was quite difficult um to you know I'm not sure how the treatment would have been nowadays but it was quite tough Uh, probably wasn't much assistance from you know trained professionals for some of the illnesses I mean he had some physical and sort of mental illnesses um maybe my nan sought some kind of escape solace support comfort who knows you know we just don't know we'll probably again never know I mean I'm we we do know that he was in the general South London area at the time, but I've got nothing with voters' roll information. And again, that's a good source that often does throw up on the um, you know on the various searches. And Ancestry DNA is a really good source. So, yeah. So as you can imagine, you know, even though I didn't know too much about William Swallow, the father that my dad thought was his father, uh, getting this other information come in has gone kind of gone kaboom and um, I, I've i thought about how to share this and I thought well let's just talk in a podcast about it um, I feel comfortable in doing it this way I mean I did think about doing a a little film or something but you know I, uh, maybe and I'll never say never but it was just something that um, I found shocking and I think Mum found it tough, the fact that he never knew, um, but maybe in some ways that was a good thing. He never can know now. Um, All I would like to do is to find as much information as possible about him. I mean, I think he was a good man. Um, He was quite... uh, What's the word? Extrovert, certainly. Um, But the photos were astonishing. So within the collection of photos... There's somewhere he's on the beach wearing swimming trunks, and I'll be honest, it's actually my dad, and his elements are me. <laughs> I'm not kind of the Charles Atlas type, by the way. Uh, those who know me will know that. But um, he he really did. You just look at you think, wow, you know, jaw drop, wow. Um, so you, there, there's almost no doubt. I mean, you could you could potentially just look at the visuals and say, do you think there's a connection there? You know, if you knew nothing else, if DNA had been invented, and of course, you'd probably easily dismiss it as hearsay. And then if you said, well, let's run some DNA and now look at that again, you know, you'd then see that actually, yes, there is an actual physical connection. So with the power of this DNA analysis, it does all these kind of through lines. And so I'm now looking back over the family tree now it, it was been a very interesting conversation with um the new sort of family members and uh I think we're looking to meet up in the summer all being well with uh, with one of them maybe both and I mean there are others obviously but uh, you know they're the ones that we've been doing the immediate conversations with because we all got on a on a zoom call um with me and my brother and sister and we sort of share the results with mum and um yeah so it, it's a case of you know we potentially can find out some more stuff. I think more photographs may emerge um, so that will help a little bit. There might be you never know, there might be some letters, might be some information documentary information as I say, I think there was certainly a South London connection but you know, if there was a work meeting that led to this relationship um, in 1927 it would have been, Dad was born in November 27, and um, obviously a considerable time uh, a few, number of years ago now but you know if there was a work connection then the fact that he was also south of the river where he lived I mean it's a commute isn't it, people commute to work they did then they do now Well, apart from working at home under lockdown um, so it most certainly does feel weird and I, I know some people perhaps almost shy away from doing the analysis because you might find one of these things but you know there is a there is a method, there's a way to get round it in your head to find out information. Um who knows how Dad would have reacted if he'd have found it out. I mean I, I think, you know, at the time Dad was doing this analysis, I'm pretty certain it was early eighties, um, his father, actual, you know, biological father, um, passed away shortly after that time. So, um yeah, it's <coughs> excuse me it may not have been possible to have any kind of meeting anyway. Um, I guess it possibly could have been a phone call, but who knows, that would have probably been quite awkward for all of us. Um, you know, sometimes this is just the way things are. We we know more now. Um, but yeah, we, I'm still trying to now, <clears throat> so I'd, I'd, I'd done some good work finding the Swallow family line, which of course I I will put to one side now, other than having some information about my dad's kind of stepfather. But with the new family line um, there is apparently a German connection although we can't prove it but apparently yeah, someone did come over from Germany and change their name and that's the name that was given all the way through now um, also it, it was weird almost um, added, added mystery I suppose that we only ever had a kind of short form birth certificate for dad I don't know why very bare bones information it had a reference number on there and I went to the um, well I don't know it's one of the government departments. And I got the full copy and it does put his father as William Swallow. So, you know, it wasn't like um honesty prevailed and, and they were able to put that correct information but hushed it and only ever released the uh the short form version which doesn't have all that detail on there. No, it was kind of registered as as they would have thought they knew at the time. And um so yeah, so I mean even this morning I I jumped in and did some more you know, digging, and I mean, it's it's a tremendous system. It it finds out all these hints, and it throws up potential ancestors, mothers, fathers of people that you might have already ascertained, um, and gives you the the records that it it suggests to uh, to make that link. And i I thoroughly recommend it. I wouldn't be put off by what you may find. Um, I like to know. I like to get that information, and it's been quite powerful to me to get that um, didn't know when i started that this is how it's going to end up and it was I, say, I, I suppose i sat on it for a while almost a year <clears throat> you know seeing this um, strong dna match to this person but not <clears throat> i suppose i kept going back to it and saying right well, what else could i find what else could i find excuse me one moment <clears throat> a live slurp of some nice uh, chai tea But um, yeah, so don't worry about what you might find, you know, if it's factual and double, triple, quadruple check it. But I urge the DNA test, if you can get DNA tests done, do them. Um, So we did one on mum and that's all fine. That all confirms she's my Um, mum. Sister's done hers and that's joined up and obviously it's joined up with Jill to, to what we found out about dad. Um, so yeah, it's all kind of connected up. My brother hasn't done one yet. I mean, he may do, it may happen. Um, but he may want to just leave it where it is. And, you know, he knows what we found out. Obviously I've shared that with all the family members. But, um, yeah, and I just thought, I've sat on this for a while. Um, it's got absolutely nothing to do with a late life career change, but it's a story, it's a journey. Uh, it's something that was, it's been quite, interesting shocking weird powerful thought provoking um, but you know we've got the science now uh, and I would urge you to to get it done um, come come to me if there's any guidance or you know benefit of experience that you'd like I'd be happy to help um, but it's been quite something. Um, so the episode is called "My DNA Shock," and uh, that's most certainly what it is. And by the way, the I, I, you know, I've started this year doing emojis for each episode. It's not a pair of goggles. A pair, I did in the, emo, in the emoji selection. You can do a search, and I just searched DNA, and it came up with that. So scientists that are out there, or just people who are more educated and informed, might might understand that a bit more than I did. So I will end it there. Um. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you found this useful if a bit different. It it goes into the mode of some of my kind of weekly journal type things which I like to do on these. Um, You know, work-wise it's been quite quiet, I've been doing some training, um, <clears throat> the motion graphics. I always like to learn these things before I need to use them and I'll be doing a bit of product photography this afternoon. Um, after spending some time this morning with my daughter celebrating her birthday. So, anyway, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll catch up again next week.